Thank you for joining us today for another episode of Affirming Methodism, Embracing Diversity and Inclusion. I'm Marianne Romanat, the lead pastor at Light of Christ in Charlotte, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Brittany Bethel, who's the director of student ministry and adult discipleship at Light of Christ and the executive director of Carolina Cross Connection. We're here to engage in an ongoing conversation about a hopeful future for the United Methodist Church, the broader church, and Light of Christ in particular. Our staff recently read the book Canoeing the Mountains by Todd Bolsinger, and the subtitle of the book is Christian Leadership in Uncharted Territory. I think that's exactly where we are in the church today. We're in uncharted territory. Here we are post-pandemic, and the church is greatly changed, pruned as Jesus describes in John 15. Divisions have created pain and heartache, Arguments about human sexuality have led to churches disaffiliating from the United Methodist Church, and we're not the only denomination with a difference of opinion about how to interpret the Bible. In Todd Bolsinger's book, one of the most central points is that a positive future exists, and it's the voices of those on the margins that most need to be heard in order to point us in that direction. I've noticed at our church over the past few months, we've been hearing more voices of marginalized people and we've been more willing to listen than we were in the past. And as a result, our sense of community runs deeper than it ever has, and we're becoming more humble as learners. And we're becoming more vital and inclusive as a result, and I'm really grateful for that. Part of our vision at Light of Christ is to reflect the diversity of Ballantyne by 2028. We are blessed to serve in a beautifully diverse community, and it's our prayer that we will reflect the kingdom of God every tribe, people, and language as Revelation describes around God's throne. This month's episode of the podcast will allow us to hear the voices of some of our friends who have chosen to be part of Light of Christ, whose first language is not English. As your host today, we certainly do not understand what this experience is like. Uh, Churches I've attended uh, and led have always spoken in my native language of English. Today, Through their insights, we hope to become more aware of how to welcome our neighbors who are non-English native speakers. We're joined by our four guests, Javier Castellan and Marcelo Meneses, and Michele and Miriam Chiscado. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. So Javier and Marcela, let's begin with your story. So you were both born in Mexico. When and how did you immigrate to the United States? We moved to the United States 17 years ago, only 17 years ago. And I say only because we did spend 30 plus years born and raised in Mexico, a long, long time. So I had been working for a major U.S. bank that had a bank subsidiary in Mexico for about nine years. Um, At that time, my direct manager, who was sitting in Charlotte, talked to me about my career path, um, where it should go, and he said that I needed to take on a role at the bank's headquarters, which happened to be in Charlotte. We thought about that, but um, we were not very sure about it, so when our son was born 18 years ago, we decided to take on that opportunity um, just so that he was able to grow in a better place like the United States. So, so we took it. We decided um, 
to get us transferred to, to the US. So I covered a position, a new position in September of 2006. And you know, the rest is history. So thankfully, um, it all worked uh, well at work. I have been able to grow professionally over the last 17 years. And we have had a very, very nice life over here. My son, again, um, really he got here when he was one year and four months old. So he's been raised here, and I know that he's very, very thankful for that. Once you were living in Charlotte, how did you connect with Light of Christ, and why did you stay? Um, one day, our son Samuel, and that at that time, I, I think it was eight years of age, arrived from the school and asked us why we never go to church. And, and after our moment of silence, we told him, because we didn't want to impose you anything so, or something to believe in as we have been away from the church for a long time. And also because um, we haven't had found a good fit for our family in Charlotte. Knowing that Samuel wouldn't let this idea go away easily, we took, him, we took quick action and searched for in the internet from churches in Valentine area, hoping to find at least two options to visit with him, but Google proved us wrong. Why? Because there are so many uh, options available in this area. Then we have to put some extra time to make a deeper research on the available options. I remember very well seeing Light of Christ website and it caught my attention because it was very, very simple. It wasn't flashy at all. Only with few, few sections like to drill in, but provided particular emphasis in something called Kid City. After reading Kid City, uh, curriculum and surfing through the pictures, I decided to call Light of Christ office and ask for general information about its services, but no one picked up the phone. <laughs> then I left a message and later the day, Pastor Marianne called me back responding to my voicemail. In a nutshell, she wanted to invite us, but especially invite Samuel to attend Light of Christ Sunday service. The funny thing is um, I accepted the, her invitation on the spot without consulting it to my wife. But I thought it was very nice receiving a call from Light of Christ pastor almost immediately, and also considering that our 10 minutes conversation went very, very friendly. So we decided to attend um, the service with very low expectations, as we didn't know anything about Methodist church nor Christian faith. But with a good feeling about Kid City. As you can imagine, everything went well that day. Samuel had a blast at Kid City, and we loved Pastor Marianne's way of preaching. There were multiple things that uh, we factored before deciding to stay in light of Christ. As I mentioned earlier, we didn't grow, grow up um, following the Christian faith, but definitely Pastor Marianne's candor and way of preaching, Kid City curriculum, and how one were, we were welcomed by the Light of Christ congregation the minute we crossed the doors made our decision pretty easy. And now we just have turned 10 years as a Light of Christ members. 10 years, wow, I still remember that phone call. I definitely remember that. So the two of you have been part of a process of growth at Light of Christ in terms of welcoming those whose native language is not English. Um, you were some of the first. So we're on a journey that we still have a long way to go um, in that journey. 
So how have you seen the church change in terms of this, and what are some ways that we could be uh, growing in terms of our hospitality? Uh, in the last couple of years, Light of Christ Community has decided to change its vision and becoming a more inclusive church. I feel Light of Christ is doing fine in terms of welcoming those whose native language is not English. And a good example of this is having the Brazilian community service every Sunday. However, the number of people whose native language is not English attending our regular services, services <coughs> is still very low, at least from the Latino community point of view. About growing in hospitality, I strongly believe Hospitality is something natural that comes with people. If we keep welcoming every, everyone that crosses Light of Christ doors and treating them as family, the hospitality will spread out by itself and kindness will grow in everyone. I can say hospitality in Light of Christ community is one of the things that everybody remembers after visiting us. I think it's more like an, our signature. Light of Christ has always been very welcoming to us since day one. We have never been seen different or avoided because of how we look or given that our native language is not English or our thick accents. Um, people have been wanting to learn our names. Um, they have learned them even they're not easy to pronounce or, or, or not familiar. So um, always, always, as, as Javier was saying, um, very, very welcoming, and it does feel like family. Michaela and, and Miriam, let's talk about you. Uh, your family is truly international. Uh, you and your three sons have lived in several different countries. Tell us about that and how you ended up in Charlotte. So we ended up in Charlotte because of my job. I work for an Italian company, and we have a different location around the world. So before coming here, we used to live in Mexico for eight years, uh, then uh, China for four years, one, one year in Holland, and now 10 years in, uh, in uh, US, US. So I have uh, three boys, uh, one is Italian, two are Mexican, and my wife is Dutch. So how did you connect with us at Light of Christ and why did you stay? Um, so after our first son was born and we were in Mexico, um, we got to a point where we felt like we needed a church. Um, we were not really church-going before that. And we found an English-speaking, uh, non-denominational church that we enjoyed going to. In China, we had a church fellowship as well. Um, and again, non-denominational because it was just people from all over the world getting together and um, trying to... Connect. Yes. Yeah to be a church. Um, so we were kind of expecting a lot when we came to Charlotte. We were like, we're going to have choice now. There are churches all over the place. It's going to be easy to find a church. And it turned out to be exactly the opposite because we felt that churches were very, um, felt that churches were segregated and a church would only represent like one part of society if it was like upper middle class or Whatever it was, it was not very mixed. And um, we found Light of Christ to be the only church where it did feel a bit more mixed. And that's really, honestly, the number one reason, I think, why we decided to come back here. Yeah. And we stuck with it. Yeah. 
I would like also to add that uh, we felt a lot of pressure in the other church, just so to be part immediately of the church while uh, in uh, here, I, I didn't feel uh, the same in the same way. In a negative way, in a way you're thinking it was more negative to feel that pressure. Mm. Exactly. So you felt it was more welcoming here and more... Yes, yes. Relax. Relax. Yeah. I love that. It's a great thing to be known as, not pushy. Um, <laughs> um, I know your whole family is multilingual, so, um, I, but English isn't first. So were you able to build relationships here, and, and how had that? How was that easy for you? How was that also a struggle for you um, as far as like how, how you connected with church members here? So creating a relationship with a different language is difficult because it's very difficult to go in deep in your feeling and share, share your feeling with the others. It's, it's difficult. But I think uh, I found uh, a lot of people that are open and that they are willing to talk. So yes, it's, it's nice here for me. I don't know, for, for you, Miriam? Absolutely, yes. yes. So one thing that we really enjoyed um, in our church in Mexico was that we would have fellowship after church. We would all go downstairs. They had like a basement with um, a kitchen and they all had coffee and tea and often lunch as well, like potluck lunches. And that really helped to get to know people and to really connect with people. It was easier to get to know people that way. But I thought that was, you know, a very nice aspect of that church in Mexico that we had. And knowing you these past 10 years, I know that one of the things that has really helped you to build relationships is the fact that you initiate hospitality and to have people to your home and, and do so very naturally. And that's an example for all of us. Thank, Thank you. you. I've really learned that from you. So what are some ways that you've seen progress and growth at Light of Christ in terms of hospitality? And then what are some steps that we could take? Uh, you mentioned the having a potluck or a coffee hour. Are there other steps that you might want to mention uh, to be able to better welcome those who come from other nations or cultures? I mean, uh, this is a simple uh, thing that uh, came in my mind now. We, we, we should organize sometimes some, uh, you know, uh, cultural uh, exchange, uh, uh, some party where uh, everybody can explain or can, uh, I don't know, put, uh, share a dish of uh, the, 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 the place where, where is, uh, they are coming from. And uh, I, I don't know, this is a simple way. Like an international bazaar or yeah, something like something that. Yeah, something like that, yes. You, yeah. a poster representing yeah. your country. Your yeah. And then we can also, in, the, in, in this way, invite also other people mm. from other countries and, uh, yes, and participate into this uh, bazaar. Um, so thank you all so much. Uh, the last question is for all four of you, so anyone who'd like to answer. Uh, what is your hope for the future of the church, uh, and in particular, Light of Christ Church? I really, really, really expect that Light of Christ grows with diversity. But diversity meaning not only race for every, no, 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 not in race. Every everybody. I mean, I think diversity is um, is the go forward. If we want to be a stronger community and a stronger church and be able to face all the challenges that's coming in the future. My hope is that Light of Christ continues to be a church that welcomes all 
no matter native language, country of origin, race, ethnicity, sexual preference, gender identity. Um, because we're all humans as such, we all have challenges in our lives, we have our struggles in different ways. Um, so if we're here, we're seeking God, we're hurting or questioning or want to grow our faith. So um, the church should be a place where we can live our spirituality without being judged in any way, shape or form. Um, and Light of Christ has been that and more. So we should just continue on this path because it's been great. It is really a, tr a church family. I was talking to a member of Light of Christ um, the other day and she said, um, I cannot really describe what this church is. I was talking to my family back in Ohio and um, I was trying to tell them what it is and what I can find here and I cannot describe it because nobody can like what we get here we cannot describe it and this is a person that um, she just turned 91 a week ago has gone through churches and everything and she's finding something completely different here so we can't stop that I just agree 100% <laughs> And I really do believe we're on the right path right now. The choices we've been you've made over the last few years, I think, um, having a clear direction, I think it's very important. Yes, and I do believe in that 100% as well. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the four of you make our church better and also your sons. Um, we're so grateful that they're part of us as well. Um, and just thank you for your wisdom and your honesty in our conversation um, and just ideas as well about how we can keep growing in terms of hospitality. Um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today to invest in the body of Christ through this conversation. And it really is our hope that we'll continue to grow in hospitality, um, extending the welcome of Christ to our community, being enriched by a diversity of cultures. Uh, we're so fortunate to have so many cultures and uh, international expressions of, you know, around us. It's just beautiful to see the rainbow of people that is Ballantyne. Um, and we're who are part of Light of Christ are so fortunate to live and do ministry in this international setting. This conversation is so important because we want to live into Jesus' words in Matthew 25. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Anyone who's traveled or lived in a different country for any length of time understands the power of genuine hospitality. Jesus calls us to a depth of relationship that requires investment, and this across all cultures, languages, nations, ethnicities, all of the categories that we put people in. The reality is, as Marcella said, we're all just people, God's people, and our faith in God is what makes us family. We're grateful that you joined us today for this episode of Affirming Methodism. We do see a hopeful future for the church, and we know the conversation about hospitality is crucial um, in, in us moving forward. So thank you so much, uh, Javier and Marcella, Michaela and Miriam, for being a part of our church and pointing us in the right direction. Uh, we thank God for you. Uh, we hope you'll join us uh, for our next episode of Affirming Methodism, which is always released monthly on the last Wednesday of the month. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and YouTube by searching for Affirming Methodism Pod. Our next episode will be released on December 27th, the last of 2023. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss any new content as it is released.
As always, we encourage you to love God, love your neighbor, and affirm and celebrate the beauty in you.